Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 271. Today is Friday, July 21st, 2023. And I'm ex- guys, I'm excited about today's episode. I'm very excited. If you guys are listening to this on Spotify and you are not yet following the Elijah Fire podcast on Spotify, give us a follow. That'll really help us out. And of course, rate this video if you're listening on the app. Rate this video. Give us an honest review. That'll really help us out as well. So um, I I think that's it. I want to give as much time as possible to this subject. You guys know I'm very passionate about the issue of human trafficking and especially child trafficking. We just had the sound of freedom take the world by storm. It's absolutely dominating at the box office still. Um, I just saw yesterday Tim Ballard officially announced that they wanted to do 2 million tickets for the two, to honor the 2 million children that are trafficked every year, and they just hit 10 million tickets. So big old praise the Lord to that. That's amazing. Um, people are obviously very hungry for that. And this is, I feel like that's one of those, this is one of those topics that is going to, you know, sound of freedom was the spark, right? And it's igniting this fire of interest in the topic and actually turning people's eyes towards the topic. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about it because um, my guest today, he's a writer, director, filmmaker, and his latest film, which is currently in development, it's called Dream. It centers around the issue of child trafficking in America. So without any further ado, let's give it up for my guest today, Ben Pauling. What's up, Ben? Right on, man. So good to be here with you. Yeah, Jeff. good to have you on. So yeah, you reached out to me. Yeah. We talked. I felt I felt the uh, I felt the chemistry, man. I was like, this guy would be great on Elijah Fire. I really believe in your project, what you guys are working on. So we're gonna get all into that. But before we do, who in the world is Ben Pauling? Tell the people. Yeah, well, I'm you know I'm a, I'm a first and foremost child of God, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I'm a filmmaker. You know, we've been working in, in film with my family. We are storytellers, and it's kind of a been a, a long journey of of going from acting. I was originally into acting, and my brother actually started getting into directing, and then we started kind of coming together and telling our our own stories, short films, and he started working with this uh, reality TV production company that uh, mm-hmm. did uh, some of the shows like Deadliest Catch and okay. stuff like that, and. And then we, we started working on, uh, you know, kind of a little bit bigger projects together. And um, that's really kind of where I kind of sunk my teeth in. I really felt the call of God. One of the first projects we did that was just totally Holy Spirit written. We didn't even have a script. And it was just pretty much what do you want to do? What scene is this going to lead to today? You know, God. Mm-hmm. And it was really a, kind of the start of a, kind of a mix between, you know, mission and passion, you know. Wow. Wow. And um, so, so you've been working for like 15 years doing filmmaking related stuff. Does that entail acting as well? Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, our first film we did was called Hardland that actually had to do with the collapse of society and me and a good friend who's actually also going to be in our upcoming film starred in that. My brother directed that on his own. And, um, and then since then got into writing, we've been working in the industry with different bigger production companies working on different materials. And 
this upcoming film kind of just came out of nowhere and really just grabbed my heart and uh, just kind of just uh, it kind of just threw everything else we were working on to the wayside. Yeah, the yeah like everything else can wait. So let's yeah. jump into that, man. Like what? Obviously, the film is called Dream and it involves child trafficking and the exposure of that. Tell people how it came to be, because it's a really cool story. Yeah, so th this story, um, it really began uh, on August 6, 2020. I still remember the night. It was it was right. I woke up from this dream and um, the dream was I was standing at the gate of this industrial warehouse with these train tracks to the side of me. And it looked like a, you know, industrial commercial place of business. But mm -hmm. yet I just sensed beyond those walls were children. And I felt that there was people enslaved in there. And uh, this guy pulls up, he pulls up to the security gate. He asked me what I'm doing here, very suspicious, and um, starts to tell me kind of a fake story about they shut the place down, you know, you're not allowed to be here kind of thing. And and then he comes towards me trying to kill me. I wake up from the dream. I immediately, my first thought is I just had this unction that this was a real place, that this was real. Mm -hmm. And I immediately texted my brother. I was like, there's a human trafficking operation going on somewhere around here. And so I went driving around looking for this place near the train tracks, near trying to find the specific place in my dream. Cause I just felt really unctioned. And yeah. um, I guess that kind of all came from, I've had dreams take place before I've had, I've obviously, you know, throughout the Bible, prophetic dreams are, you know, essential to, you know, biblical stories, Joseph and, and, you know, obviously, even, you know, with uh, Jesus, you know, Mary and, and Joseph were spoken to in that story also through dreams. Mm -hmm. And Pontius Pilate's wife was spoken to through a dream. And, you know, Peter, it goes on. Dreams are a huge part of, you know, our walk in Christ that we can't ignore. And right. I just felt that that um, that that call to kind of action to go see. It's like, man, if I find this place. That, that's going to be on the news. That's yeah, going to yeah. be huge. <laughs> and I'm going to be, you know, like, you know, that's, and then, so as I was looking for it, I didn't end up finding, or haven't yet end up finding the exact place. Um, but as I was driving, I just, the, the, the story kind of sh struck me. I was, I was listening to some music soundtracks and I was just like, man, that would be an amazing true story, but also that would just be an amazing film. And um, I'd never really heard of anything like that where, you have a film, you know, you, there's films that have to do with, you know, supernatural, but specifically like a dream and then the dream takes place. And then, you know, it has to do with this issue. I was like, mm. man, this could be a really powerful tool to both show people the, the, the way God speaks. And then also the way that, you know, the divine inter intervention can take place with, with uh, fighting against the darkness, like stuff yeah, like this. Absolutely. Well, and my question is like, you had the dream obviously. And there's, you know, there are people that they have a dream and they're like, Oh, that was profound. Mm -hmm. But this dream actually provoked you and your brother and everyone else involved into actually like, no, like a film actually came out of this, like a film concept, you know, and you guys yeah. started writing, you guys shot a concept trailer. Uh, that's really well shot. Um, and I think, 
but I'm just curious about that process of like, was it an odd, you obviously you went around to go drive around to try and find this place going along the train tracks and the industrial areas. But mm -hmm. during that process, you said that you started, you were listening to film soundtracks and you started hearing or kind of seeing a, a story unfold. Yeah. So when you went to say your brother or whoever it was, was it a kind of a unanimous, whoa, they felt that they felt the anointing on it too, or was it, I'm just curious what that process is like. Ooh, I man. feel, I felt, I feel it right now. Just bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it was really kind of crazy because we have a, a community around us of filmmakers mm -hmm. and people that we work, we, uh, you know, work with in the industry mm -hmm. and everyone, you know, I, I pretty much pitched it to my, my, my brother and my friends. Like, I want to make this film about, you know, a group of friends that uncover a child trafficking ring in their small town. Mm. <laughs> And based from a dream, you know, one of them's dream leads them to uncovering this child trafficking ring. And so my, my friends are like, dang, that sounds like a, a cool short film. So yeah. it started as a short film and everyone just kind of rallied around on it. We actually got um, some pretty cool actors wanting to hop on board at, from the short, just as a short film that you would probably recognize. And then um, it kind of just, it just kind of kept snowballing with more and more support. And then people were telling me, man, no, this needs to be a feature film. Hmm. And so I ended up writing a, a feature film for it. But just to go back a little bit, the, the whole reason why um, I even felt led with, with dreams is I had heard testimonies of different people that have had, you know, encounters and dreams or, you know, just through an unction in the spirit that ended up leading to uh, this kind of rescue with different operations. And um, in fact, you know, as we were writing our first screenplay, me and my brother, I was living down in LA. He was up in Northern California. And um, I, I had been writing without his knowledge, a specific scene multiple times. And he'll, he texted me, Hey, I just had a dream uh, that uh, there's this homeless camp on page four. And I was like, dude, I was just writing that on page four. No, and way, it was just like, man. it was just, it was like, and then it goes, it goes on. I, I'll take it even deeper because I actually, my first script, I wrote my parents as, characters in the film and um my mom was suffering with a uh you know life-threatening illness um doctors couldn't do anything about it it was scar tissue from surgeries tied around her or organs that would constrict and cause extreme pain Man. she'd have to take pain medication every night and every day and just constant you know tearful pain yeah and i had written a character while i was living down in la based on her based on my dad and i had written in the script that she gets healed in a very specific way. Now I come back uh, probably a year after writing that and maybe, maybe a year and a half after writing that she'd never read, read the script. She'd never got around to it. Mm -hmm. And there's some stuff that took place and uh, without me knowing, and she comes to me and she says, Hey, I want to read your script. I want to uh, go through it, maybe see if I can help. And so as she's reading it, what I didn't know was the day before she said she wanted to read it, she got healed and she, Your mom? she got healed. She got totally healed, radically healed. And she got healed through um, just really kind of hearing from God. Now I've already healed you. I want you to thank, thank me for your healing. Mm. And I want, and so she went through pain for three days. Didn't tell me about this at all. She just tells me she wants to read the script. She yeah. reads the script, and it's almost the exact same way she got healed. No way, man. And even w the way my dad responded, like, hey, do you need your pain medicine? And she's like, no, I got healed. And that's exactly how it happened in the script. And then she tells me this, you know, after. 
And I just really started seeing the, the power of how God was moving through how we, we were writing. And just, man, it's just been so, no matter how much pushback or no, no matter how much resistance, God's been just so like crazily moving through the you know our work and our story and and it's really that's the where it gave me the risk and the unction to go man i'm probably gonna go i actually thought i'm probably gonna go find this place you know just yeah. how how much god's been speaking to me uh, and, yeah um, i was gonna say you if you haven't found it yet i think it might be only a matter of time you know so. well and, and what, what ended up happening was uh we ended up finding a, a very similar warehouse to shoot at that when we reached out to them, they let us, they, they were like, are you kidding me? Like we were just, you know, really wanting to do something about this issue. And the guy's wife actually just got banned off Facebook like the day prior. So she thought we were maybe like some covert, you know, operation talking about (laughs) child trafficking, trying to get some Intel on them or something. It was just crazy. And then they totally opened up their, their facility for us to shoot at for free. And, I have a whole community now up behind it waiting and wanting like, Hey, you know, your fire department, please, when are we going to make the movie? You know? Oh man. And, um, it's yeah. And then we have, you know, some amazing producers that have come on board, um, just really in support of, of telling the story, you know, a couple of the guys from I can only imagine and, you know, Chronicles of Narnia and, and uh, breakthrough. And hmm. so it's just been really kind of a, it's been a long journey, but it's, it's been a very fruitful and, you know, encouraging, uh, you know, milestones along the way that have just kind of kept us going. And then obviously now, I mean, with the sound of freedom coming out, it's just no coincidence right. <laughs> the timing of that. And, you yeah. know, just coming Absolutely. out of COVID. I mean, if that movie came out last year, Top Gun probably would have, you know, that's when Top Gun Maverick, you know, uh-huh. that probably would have taken the, and then your prior COVID. So it was really yeah. just orchestrated by God and his timing. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, uh, it's funny that you mentioned yeah. Top Gun because I think that there's, we're the industry is seeing a because everybody everybody who watches or listens knows that i'm a a big film guy Uh, Mm. but you know those of us that have been watching the film industry we can see the fruit that's yielded bad fruit of talking about issues that are very flesh driven or very um just some of them just not true looking Mm. trying to show things the truth about something when there's nothing to be seen um and Top Gun Maverick has shown, Hey, like, let's go back to like, let's go back to center, you know? And so right. that, I, I think that, I mean, even I, cause I, God does love the, the like parable. He loves story, right? He told right. when Jesus came in the flesh onto earth, he told stories to convey the messages, the, the gospel and how to illustrate those. But now we're also seeing with like the sound of freedom, And I would imagine yours is going to be no exception to this uh, coming under fire in this way where it's like when you start speaking the truth, and I mean the truth, the real truth, Mm -hmm. um, you do come under fire. People write it off like people were calling Sound of Freedom like a conspiracy theory. And and for me, Mm -hmm. it was really frustrating to see major outlets say this because I'm like, number one, it's not a good look for you to be batting for the wrong team like this. everybody should get behind the sound of freedom. Um, because this is, my wife did a lot of raising awareness with human trafficking. She even partnered with the LAPD to, and and learn how to properly stake out different locations, massage parlors, things like that. Um, this has been a well-documented issue for a long time. And, and Mm -hmm. just because 
it was more conservative leaning individuals that made the sound mm -hmm. of freedom suddenly that was that was licensed to write it off and i'm like that there's been too much of a blind eye being turned to this issue. And so mm -hmm. it actually is conservatives, interestingly, that are people who lean more conservative or moderate. I don't know who are who are actually tackling this issue or going after this issue and mm -hmm. telling it through the medium of film, which is really, really powerful. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you instantly had me on board when uh, once I saw the concept, once I saw the trailer and I was like, yeah, dude, that's what I'm talking about. More of this. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm sure you've Amen. seen your fair share. I mean, you guys have rubbed elbows in the industry and, and all that mm -hmm. stuff. I'm sure you've seen your fair share of people maybe um, talk a little bit about that, though, because you were telling me some stuff in our conversation about people giving you suggestions of maybe shifting the focus of the film, all that. Talk about yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's even stuff that have just come up in the last couple of weeks with, with that. Wow. Um that I won't, I won't, I won't go into, but yeah, it's, it's blatantly clear that there is a, uh, there's, there's an evil, and I, I don't exactly want to single out people because, you know, aside from the conspiracies, aside from, you know, what is this true? Is this true? You know, is this person this way? You don't even have to believe in any of that, even if it is true, because what you got to realize is that, the industry, Hollywood, you know, is run by the world and the world's mm -hmm. run by darkness, mm -hmm. you know, whether it be adrenochrome or whether it be, you know, just sexual morality, it's the same spirit and it's the same darkness and it's the same devil behind yeah. all of it. Yeah. And so instead of, you know, just like trying to point out a particular sin, you know, our focus is really just like, let's let's bring a light, let's bring a light that, that destroys the darkness. Yeah. And when you do that, when you set your, your, your mind to do that, I mean, the passion of the Christ wasn't controversial. It wasn't talking about any conspiracies, you know, and yet there is, yeah, there was lots of pushback, lots of enemies towards that. Mm -hmm. And anytime you are working at working for God, you know, on a particular mission for God, the greater the struggle, the greater the victory, the greater the reward, the greater right. the, the outcome if you pers if you persist and you do you endure and you don't give up and so we've we face that with a lot of people that we pray for and that we hope you know in the process that they'll change but that, yeah i mean that's the way the world's run the world is run and the industry is run by the prince of the air you know the prince of darkness mm -hmm. and um yeah. so one of the one of the one of the things that um you know i find interesting uh, is you know when it comes to sound of freedom the film itself really isn't controversial it is a story of a man who rescues children and the, 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 the risk that I find that some people might take away from that and that obviously it's making a lot of impact is because it's set in a different country. Some people think, Oh, well, thank God that doesn't happen here, you know? Right. And, yeah. um, and then I know they're going to be doing a sequel that's focused in Haiti, but our story really focuses on the problem here in America and the problem next door that you don't realize how pervasive this is. You know, it's, it's been statistically shown that, within a couple mile radius, you're going to find a predator. You're going to find someone that is actively taking part in this. And I encourage people to, to be aware of, of their surroundings. There's a website called Megan's law where you could find out, you know, the, those that are registered around your area and be, and, and you, that gives you a glimpse. Now, obviously the laws are changing to where those kind of things, you don't even have to, they don't even have to be listed if you commit the specific crime. And, um, but yet, you know, it's taking place at such a high scale and our, our, our store really, uh, 
highlights the fact of, you know, what do people do that aren't in the military, that aren't in CIA? What can they do about it? What, what can, how can God use me to make a difference? Or if I have a loved one that's lost, or if I have a loved one that has been trafficked, you know, where can, where is God in that, and how yeah. how can He bring restoration in that? Mm-hmm. Because I I believe it's it's with the stats of how how bad it is, it's it's impossible with man. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit elijahfire.com slash give. You know. Oh, dude. But with God, all things are possible. Yeah. And so. It's really pressing in and leaning to that aspect, the supernatural aspect of his intervention in this issue. Mm. So I have a question in regards to approaching people about, hey, producing, for example, or whatever the case may be. Obviously, there you mentioned some some people who involved who've worked on larger movies, popular, well-known movies. Um, uh, obviously, I mean, what what has that process been like? Uh, because you know we're. There's a lot of talk about going into the seven mountains, occupying, mm-hmm. you know, carrying the truth, carrying the light into those places. Yeah. Did you find that the best course of action was just to be upfront right from the beginning with people? Look, this is a, I had a dream about this, blah, blah, blah. Or has it been a more nuanced thing depending on who you're talking to? I'm really curious. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, it started as a short, I told you. And then, you know, I just, uh, when we moved away from doing a short and said, okay, let's do a feature. I wrote the feature within like a week, turned the short into a feature. Hey, man. And then when it, the way, the way it works in Hollywood is, is, is you, you don't really talk to anyone. You send the script. And so mm-hmm. people don't want to hear anything. They want to read and see if it's good. And so I yeah. sent out the script to a couple of different agents within a week. I was on, you know, zoom calls with with you know oscar award-winning actors and um it kind of just like it felt like butter almost in that in that time period where people were really responding to the script and wanting to be a part of it and and then then from there you know it took it took a little while as as we were preparing with schedules and timing of different people being on board and the financing came in, but really it, it, it was originally just going to be uh, Christian filmmakers doing a film through the traditional Hollywood studio method. And it wasn't really a, I, although I did talk about the dream, it, it wasn't, um, you know, uh, a selling point. It was really first and foremost, is this movie good or not? You know, and, and, you're letting the script speak for itself kind of. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, we, we had, you know, several very, uh, you know, high caliber people like getting behind it and wanting to champion it. But but when you get to the, this part of the story, when you get to, the, you know, the, what who we are and what what our goal was with it, a lot of people um, said it wasn't for them for that reason. Interesting. Yeah, that yeah. That, that was, you know, the, the response that it wasn't for them. Um, and then certain people still wanted to do it. And then strange stuff started taking place with the agents and kind of started, you know, backing away, pulling out at different points in time. But, um, but, uh, it was all kind of orchestrated by God, I feel, because he wants, he wants to have the the right people with the right, um, motive behind this, telling this story and, and, and pushing this story out. Not those just purely, you know, 
motivated by finance and motivated because that's what the industry is run by now and, and they're, they're showing that it doesn't work for them because all they care about is is okay who's in it how you know th- how much is that person worth okay we can get the budget for this they, 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 they don't really care about making an impact with story you know that's not uh-huh. what the industry is found on it's, it's all yeah. found on just dollar signs and, and yeah. people are growing cold to that they don't yeah. want to see these films that are just mm-hmm. cookie cutter franchise sequel stories over yeah, and over. Sequel after sequel after sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what happens too. I mean, for those that don't know right now, it's very much like a top down bean counters are the ones making movies because they're the ones handling the finances. Oh yeah. Like you were like, like Ben was saying, Oh, let's get the latest star. Let's get, you know, this hot director to do it for, for them. It's all about draw um and that really stifles creativity that really stifles yeah. original stories and that's why people i mean movies right now multi-million dollar movies are tanking at the box office because it's just yeah. more homogenized same same you know yeah i can't even count the amount of movies that i've walked out of in the last couple of years just because yeah. when you're when you're in storytelling at least for me i have to keep a very like strong meter of what i what i will sit through that way that way i know when i'm writing something if it will keep my attention you know yeah and um so i just if something starts to lose my attention i just kind of just tune out because i try to keep that perspective for myself you know that standard for myself and i just find there's just a lack of you know there's been such a lack and I, people can say, oh, is it because Angel released this? I think it's really because people are hungry for really, really good stories. And that's why yeah, this is doing so well. Mm-hmm. And it's not particularly because of Jim Caviezel or because of, you know, it's because there's, there's an audience, there's a hunger mm-hmm. for this, this kind of stuff. And it's been, it's been welling up for years of just, yeah. of just lack, but this year has really proven with Jesus revolution with, you know, uh, several other films that, 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 faith-based people are going to come out and, and they're going to come in, in droves to support these things. And if you build mm-hmm. it and what you build is great, it, they will come, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. So why, why a movie? Why, obviously like you live and breathe film, but why, mm-hmm. why a movie? Why do you think God chose you and your group of people to spearhead this thing in the form of a movie? It's a big question. <laughs> yeah, no, but I feel like that's a, such a great question because for me, at the end of the day, the only really thing that matters is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're all going to stand before God one day and anything that would distract from the sacrifice he's made and anything that would distract from just seeking him and, and just purity is not something I want to be anything involved in. And so I've asked myself that question. Why, why a film? I don't want to be involved in anything that, that takes away or distracts from that. So God, if you're really calling me to do this, I, I want you to make that clear and to, and to really, I don't want to be working on Ishmael's. I don't want to be. And I find that many Christian films oh, are man. started with a good, they're started with a good heart, but they're not, ordained by the god and i and i feel like that mm-hmm. that's why we have seen so many like you know unanointed projects blase so, so many yeah. yeah and it just it doesn't touch people's heart but when god is on something when he really is behind something there's there's 
there's life on it. There's a, the spirit's breathing on it. And yeah, and that's really what it's just been in a continual thing for me is just present God. If you want to do this, I know the attack. I know the resistance and, and, and the warfare that it's going to take to, you know, I've, I've felt it. It's, it's been a real war. It's been a real battle in the spirit, even just, even just the last couple of weeks working on this. And, wow. and, um, but yeah. yet God is in the midst of it. And that's, that's, what's been the motivating of, of behind it. I don't know exactly why I film, but I believe, and I just have this unction from him that he's going to do something really powerful and impactful with it. Come on. Yeah. So we'll, we'll hit this again at the end, but, um, I do want to highlight the approach that you guys have been taking in terms of getting this film made. Why don't you explain a little bit just briefly about how funding for a film typically works Mm -hmm. versus what you guys are doing? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, typically with a film, you know, you have either a studio or you have a, you know, individual investor that puts and fronts the money for the picture to get the film made to uh, then sell the film to a distributor to, that then releases it, whether on Amazon or in theaters. You know, Angel's model is, is funding. They, they get their projects crowdfunded. In the case of Sound of Freedom, they bought the rights for it. Then they crowdfunded the distribution and then they released it. And so um, that is something that kind of God, even before the whole angel thing, um, kind of was kind of speaking to my heart about. And to be honest, it's something that we've done prior with our with our other film that we sold out, you know, a, a theater for, you know, 20, 30 minute short film and just just packed the house. And there was a, a real revival kind of response from that. And um, the, the film field of dreams actually was kind of an inspiration in that. And just like, he built this field, you know, and he, he, uh, he set it up and if you build, they will come, you know? And so we've kind of done a little building here to show people what we're capable of. Mm. And then now we're really kind of reaching out and, and, and doing this in a grassroots way where we want the people, we want people that care about this, you know, believers, this to be their film and, and this to be theirs just as much as ours. And I just mm. find such a, you know, a, a renegade or just kind of a, you know, counter, you know, culture. Maverick, dude. Pro, pro, Maverick. Yeah. Just yeah. approach to this <laughs> to really kind of not leave it in the hands of some guy in some suit to decide right. what should be put on screen or not, but to yeah, leave it in on. the hands of people that are actually watching it mm-hmm. and that we could build this thing together. And, um, yeah. I don't know. I just, there's something about that that is just totally crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I just feel that it's just, like the five loaves, you know, it's like if whatever we are going to get and build, it's going to create a multitude to feed, you know, millions, not just thousands, but millions. Yeah. And so that's kind of what we're in the process doing right now is, is getting people to come on board, join us, join this fight and rally up, you know, tell the story. Yeah. So Again, we'll say this at the end too, but dreamfilm.us. If you guys are listening to the podcast, super easy, dreamfilm.us. If you guys are curious about learning more of how to get involved, it's right there on the front page, dreamfilm.us. If you go there, um, it'll give you some options of, of how you could get involved in this too. Because I mean, I, I this is going to happen more and more and more, Ben. It's just like people realizing like, and man, it's crazy because a couple of years ago, 
I, I've I've seen so many prolific filmmakers start telling people because technology has gotten to such a level, like Christopher McQuarrie, yeah. who's done the Mission Impossible mm-hmm. movies. He's a very prolific writer. It's Martin Scorsese, J.J. Abrams, even now Steven Spielberg has changed mm-hmm. his tune uh, of them just saying, "You don't even need to come down here. Like you can create your own industry, and especially with like yeah. crowdfunding as it is now, man. Like." Mm-hmm. Everything is yeah. so economical now in terms of what cameras can do, the quality that is produced from those. Um, you know, that- yeah, I mean, the, even even the little trailer that we shot that you'll be able to share people with. I mean, that was, you know, if we had a whole cruise time for 30 days, then we'd be able to do it. But, you know, you got you to gotta pay people if you're going to take a month of their life to make a movie. Right. Um, but with that, you know, that was buying a couple friends lunch just to just to shoot that you know Mm -hmm. and um you know i would encourage you know the you know we just posted that on actually tiktok on accident a couple you know uh, several days ago and it just blew up went viral it's at almost it's almost you know just past four million hits you know half a million people wanting to see like hey they're kind of thinking it's already done hey where where can i see it where can i watch it but there's just been this swell of just especially young people behind this story because this story really centers on kind of our generation and um which is an interesting take because i don't think there has been a really really powerful you know jesus revolution that was great that was you know having to do with a younger generation yeah but i think there's not that many options for when it comes to you know projects that bring light that are kind of coming against the whole euphoria you know right type of audience um to really kind of you know, get those because it's the youth that's going to end up leading this country, you know, and if we can really influence them with, with powerful stories that, that push good morals and, and push them towards God yeah. in a way that's not cheesy, but it's just like, you know, stands on yeah. its own neck Man. and neck with the, the best of the best. That's, mm. that's the, that's the way we're going to do it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you can see the artistry behind even the concept trailer you guys did. So again, we'll point this out at the end too, but in the description under stuff we talked about right there, it says watch full concept trailer for dream here. It's a Vimeo link. It's like nine minutes. Really? I mean, when, when you sent it to me, I was just like, wow, man. I mean, that alone looks like it could have been, I mean, you guys are aiming very high and you're executing it well. And something I talk about a lot on this show um, is uh, visuals are important and Mm -hmm. we can disarm the power of a message because we overlook how essential visuals are mm-hmm. um, and, and presentation. Uh, how many times have we seen Christian films and it doesn't even have to be a Christian film, but especially this is a problem in Christian films where we look so much at, Oh, it's all about our message. Our message is really good. Our message mm-hmm. is really good. Right. But then you forsake everything else. And that was one of the things I said when I heavily endorsed sound of freedom when it came out was because I said, mm-hmm. this is an exact, this is a perfect example of what I've been talking about for a long time on this show about mm-hmm. you need the marriage of all of those things rather than a lopsided, whatever, having something that has, yes, the story, but you need all these other elements, cinematography, music, direction, acting, Character. all these things need to come around the, the story to help support it. Because mm-hmm. not everybody, like, how many times have you seen a trailer and you're like, you don't, maybe it's on mute and you're like, whoa, this looks really cool. What is this? You know, it's like, I'm definitely pulled towards visuals. Um, right. And if something right. is shot well and you got me, you know? Mm. So, yeah. 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 Amen. I mean, a lot of biblical stories aren't sitting there preaching to you, you know? Right. It's like Joseph isn't, isn't giving you an expounding apologetic sermon on why <laughs> God's real, you know? 
it's his story is very relatable to anyone. Yeah. And, and, uh, I find that when you want to touch people's hearts, Jesus spoke in parables that people didn't understand, you know, mm -hmm. they're understood through the spirit. They weren't like, Hey, believe this because this, and then this will make sense to you. And I find that like, you know, if you really want to, um, touch people's hearts, you first have to touch their hearts with character and characters that people actually fall in love with. And that's, yeah. that's one of the biggest things around this film is this film's about this issue of child trafficking, but really it's this story of, of, of family and, and then brotherhood. And I really, really, you know, one of my favorite films growing up as a kid was stand by me and just something about yes. those group of friends. That's a great that, film. Yeah. And what you, what you really remember is just this authentic, really like, you know, nostalgic friendship that really translates. And I find so many times in, in even modern day shows, it's like, the characters just don't have that quality to where you're going to remember them in like 50 years. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. And so that really is, and then obviously, um, you know, f films like, like Shawshank Redemption is another big one mm -hmm. because it really goes and shows darkness in a way, but then it, you know, it's not a faith-based film, but it really has this cascade of light piercing through. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, these, these are, these are the, uh, these are the standards of what we're trying to do. I mean, honestly, first and foremost, we're trying to make just an amazingly great American classic film. Yeah, that come will stand on. on its own yeah, and yeah. will, and will, will, uh, find its way into, you know, the, the culture and, and try to, you know, leaven the whole lump, you know, come on. of, of our generation. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I think too, um, going back to what you're talking about, even with some of the stories in the Bible of like, it's not, you know, they're not going into like, I think the the stories that I, I gravitate towards are ones that obviously like they can have a happy ending, but they force you to acknowledge something or, or, or address something even within yourself. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I think that a lot of times we can look at um, the issue of like child trafficking, for example, and go, well, where's Jesus? Where's, where is Jesus in all this? And the question is, yeah, where is Jesus? And, and allowing the mirror to be turned on yourself of like, mm. I mean, read through the Bible. How many times has God carried out his plans using flawed people to carry mm. out his carry out his yeah. will? And they follow mm -hmm. God so many times. Right. That's yeah. like his main method is, yeah. Like there's this fire burning in a lot of us to actually do something mm -hmm. about this. And, yeah. and, you know, I, earlier I asked you about the film, uh, like why, why film, why, why is God using mm -hmm. a, a film to convey this message? And, and I really felt like, as I was listening to you talk, I really felt like I, I was hearing the Lord, like there's a lot of emphasis on the younger generations of, of identity issues and lack of direction. There's a lot of depression going around and here is the opportunity to stoke the fire within a younger generation who are very influenced by the arts and entertainment. I mean, people, every generation has been, but it's been like TV shows are an all time high in terms of, you know, what's being produced, but also the consumption of them. Um, same with films. And I think that here's an opportunity to actually give, especially young people grabbing a hold of this. You're saying that it went viral on TikTok, right? That has a largely, yeah. um, uh, younger base, right. Of people yeah. who are watching this. Yeah. So statistically speaking, you could assume, all right, given the statistics of how many people are on TikTok, X amount watched this, this video. And 
this is giving people something to believe in and go, whoa, yeah, this is an issue. We should go after this. People are looking to to believe in something. And in 2020, we saw Satan grab a hold of that desire within young people and push them into a direction that ultimately yielded no fruit. Um, And now we've got an issue like this with child trafficking. And this is forcing people to address it. And also the whole idea of it happening in a small town, you better believe it happens in a small town. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. You better believe this stuff happens in small towns, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just thinking yeah. about that. It's, it's, uh, you know, at the start of this year, God called me to a extended fast, right, right in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And right before I launched in on that, you know, obviously, whenever you take part in something like that and you choose to, the enemy starts wishing, well, you know, what, that's not going to matter. You know, that's not going to mean anything. You're just going to skip, what is it, you know, Christmas dinner, you know, you're just going to, you know, you're just going to end up missing out. It's not really important what, what these these things that we do. And in that moment, like, I just like heard the Lord say, if you press in and you, if you, you know, do this, this fast, something is going to elicit from it. And I just, I just had that, that thought, like, well, what if I did, what if I did something and Mm -hmm. I pressed in and man, like, you know, when, when you choose that option to press into God and really believe that what you do matters and that, you know, because a lot of people read biblical stories, but they don't, they don't see themselves. Yeah. Come on. They don't realize, they don't realize that that's the same world that we're living in and that Moses is just as much human and just we're able to be just used as he was. And we see it all from this like historical standpoint, but we don't realize or we caricaturize them. Like, yeah. like they're these archetypal images that we yeah. can never achieve. Yeah. Our, our stories in the lens of eternity are just as biblical. Come on. And we have just as much ability to part those red seas. And, and, and right now, you know, he saved the Israelites, rescued them from slavery. We have the ability to, to step forward in this biblical moment that we're living in right now and to really be used by God. And if we would see ourselves through that lens, you know, like we look at these people as special or, you know, anointed. If we were to see the way God sees us and we were to see the anointing that he would have and to be able to pour forth on the, Moses wasn't special because of something special about him. He was special because he was, he went and he, and he listened and he was obedient and he, he was, he was willing you know, that was the thing it, it is God's looking for those any anyone who's willing he'll use. And, and I just really felt that strong. And so I launched in this fast and all these prophetic things took place in the first seven days of the year. And as I continued just stepping out in faith, God really started to show me, you know, what was going on in the spirit and what was going on just even around us. And when, when you do that, when you press in like that, and you take time, you spend, you think, man, what does it matter if I open my Bible today? What does it matter if I, it matters. Everything you do matters. Everything Mm. you do has the power to not only change your eternity, but to change other people's eternities. So when you, when you watch the film, when people get to finally see it, this story really kind of focuses on, you know, what faith is and faith is not always easy. Faith a lot of times is, you know, when you have every reason not to believe, if everything lined up against you and still you still you choose you still choose to believe you know mm. and it's in those moments of darkness and you're facing the most you know devastating you know horrors that life has to offer and you choose 
to not give up. You choose to press in. That's where Jesus is at. That's where Jesus is at in these moments. And it encourages me because, you know, through the process, I've heard these stories of, of children, even before they're rescued, encountering Jesus and having these moments of, uh, you know, intimacy with him that would bring peace at night or just these miraculous things that for me, I don't know, there's just nothing more, there's nothing more profound and beautiful than the idea of, you know, Jesus showing up in your dark. There's another in the fire, you know, and that's really yeah. where God is actually does his most profound work is, is in those darkest moments when you turn to him and, and you, you seek his face, he shows up every time, you know, mm, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, man, like this is, I think one of the reasons why I gravitated so much towards your story and just the, the what God has been doing through this whole process of making this film is that this is exactly so many people are, are, are being pushed into these positions and, and maybe there's mm. fear cause you're like, I'm not equipped or like, who am I or, or whatever. But like you were saying, and you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about even Moses, it's like the reason mm. why Moses stands out in history is cause he said yes to God. Mm. I mean, how many times did he try and discredit himself? You know, even, there were even issues as he was walking out with God, striking the rock when God didn't tell him to strike the rock and he did it in anger and like all these things. And, and there were repercussions. Mm -hmm. So Moses, Moses is a very flawed individual. Mm -hmm. And yet, like I was saying in, in comments when you're talking, we look at these characters in the Bible and we forget they're human. We forget that mm -hmm. they, we turn them into these archetypes or caricatures and we're like, uh, but, but I, as I've grown older, really, really shifting my focus away from that, which obviously was mm. the Lord. It wasn't me, you know, realizing like, hang on, like these people are flawed just like I am, but they said yes to you. Mm. And that's the difference. And there was a line, there's a line in, in the sound of freedom that always stuck out, stuck out to me when, when Tim Ballard, Jim Caviezel's character is talking to um, that older guy, Vampira or whatever his name is, mm. his code name. And he says, when God tells you what to do, you cannot hesitate. And that, that yeah. has been like the line that is just, I mean, stuck in, um, yeah. you know, just some areas yeah. that even I've been like, Oh, who am I? Oh, I don't know if I can do that. You know? And I'm like, mm. it has nothing to do with me and has everything to do with God yeah. moving through you, Ben, moving through me, yeah. moving through anybody else. We, we just say yes. Yeah. So, and you realized your need from him more when you answer that yes. Right. You realize how unqualified you are, and, and how much you actually need his help. Come on. And 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 how much you need the Holy Spirit to show up when you when you put yourself in the line of fire, you put yeah, yourself man. on on the on the altar. Mm. And uh, there's no other option, though. You know, like there is no life outside of that. There is just nothing outside of fully surrendering to him because honestly in the, when you're just sitting on the fence it's 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 torture it's uh it's a slow death and it's it not, really is. it's not it's not a story that people want to want to see you know when you, I, I look at life a lot of times in terms of a biblical story or a film and it's like what is the what character do i want to play and, and with god looking down in my life i get to choose which character i am in that you know mm. i'm going to be the be the the hero or am I going to, am I going to be the, you know, the coward, the coward. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm curious though, yeah. uh, you know, cause obviously you had this dream about child trafficking. Um, was it something that you were fully aware of or has it been something that, you know, you already were aware of to this degree or mm -hmm. did you, has there been anything interesting that you've learned as you've kind of walked out developing yeah. this film? Prior to the dream, I saw this documentary that was actually shadow banned on YouTube that was uh, going viral, but yet it was still shadow banned. And I was moved by that. That was called Out of Shadows. I yes. Think. Very yeah. good. If anybody hasn't seen it, just yeah. type in Out of Shadows documentary on like Rumble. Sometimes mm -hmm. you can find it on YouTube. People keep uploading. Yeah. 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 And, and then, you know, I started noticing articles online where there's 50 kids rescued in a, in a U-Haul or, you know, uh, 20 kids rescued in a house and just all these different hubs around the country. And it wasn't on the news. It was just online, just an article. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just, I just was like blown away about that. I was blown away. You'd think that would be breaking news that, that the rescuing kids, that would be, and instead what I found was articles going against it. The major article saying the great big fake child trafficking thing. You know, when right here on, on the U.S. Marshall government's website, they're telling us exactly how, how the rescue just took place. And yet these uh, magazines and other, you know, agenda articles were trying to dismiss it or, or, or suppress it. And um, then, you know, maybe a couple of weeks after that, I had this dream and heard a testimony i think maybe from i think maybe it was another podcast maybe it was a sean bolts podcast and he was talking about mm -hmm. someone who was on the highway driving past a uh uh strip club or something like that and they just sensed something was going on they placed a tip and they ended up rescuing all these people from this specific location mm -hmm. and i was like man like that is that's that's what God wants. God wants us mm -hmm. to use these gifts he's given us, the, the prophetic healing. You know, when I came to Christ in 2015, I started going out in the streets and I started praying over people and seeing God move and seeing healing. And if people want to see, you know, the Holy Spirit move and they want to see that, you got to step out. It doesn't happen on its own. You have to yeah. press in. You have to, yeah. you have to seek it. You have to seek. It says to eagerly pursue these gifts. And um, it's the same thing with like anything in life. You have to pursue something if you want to actually see it come to fruition. And he mm. says to seek him with all of your heart, all of your strength, all of your mind, body, and soul. And, and you know, a lot of us are just not willing to do that. And then we ask, where's God, you know? Um, right. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. So let's, um, as we're kind of closing out here, like let's cast vision a little bit. Like yeah. what is yours and, and the other people involved in this? What's your big prayer as to like what what this will yield producing this film what will this yield yes yeah, so that's the other kind of thing that you know when we're going about raising the funds in this way is we want to have control over the profits that this film elicits from the box mm -hmm. office and we want to actually be able to not just you know have money going towards a bunch of big wigs that make a bunch of profits off a film but to actually activate those dollars into fighting this issue yeah. And um, so that's part of the reason also why we want to raise this from people that aren't like, hey, we want our money back when this like we want to be able to make some actual change with that. We don't want to get rich. We're not trying to get rich off a movie and we're not a studio that's trying to, you know, build up some portfolio to create, you know, more other 
self-serving films. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And so um, the, the, the mission, the goal right now is to raise the funds within the next month and a half, go into, we already have everything lined up for production to have this film in the can by the end of the year. And, and editing will probably take three to four months to have it release at early uh, 2024. Mm-hmm. And uh, release that we do have distribution methods to get it into theaters once it's made um, and to blast it out there. But yeah, so right now it's just essentially um, the only thing that's, that's lacking is the funds to just see, you know, the vision casted onto film. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's the main uh, uh, goal and priority right now. And uh, people can partner with that if they, if they so choose to, if God calls them to that. But we're doing it either way. And, uh, we're, you know, whether, where there's God's will, there's a way. And, um, mm-hmm. so, um, prayer would be just be for covering and just prayer for wisdom and insight and continued guidance on, on this mission as we move forward and in, into battling the darkness on this issue. Yeah. Come on. All right. Well, yeah. Ben, um, I would love for you to actually just pray, uh, just yeah. pray, uh, and everybody can agree, like just in yeah. terms of open doors for your film mm. and um, yeah, man. And just th- raising awareness on this issue um, and even just other people being activated into, I don't know, partnering yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, you have kids, right? Uh, not yet. No? Somewhere in the future I do. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I just, I just bless everyone listening right now, God, mm. that you would just touch the hearts, God, anyone hurting, anyone that needs healing in their bodies right now. I just proclaim full healing over them right now in Jesus name, all adversity, all affliction, all darkness, deception, and lies just be cast out right now in Jesus's holy name. And that your spirit of peace, love and righteousness and joy would just transcend over us right now and just, a peace that surpasses understanding, God. Anyone that feels powerless to this issue, that we feel like we can't do anything, God, that you would rise something up in them right now, Jesus. You would call them wherever you're calling them. And that the light that you created them to be would shine. And not only just shine, but to pierce the darkness, to destroy the darkness. And that anyone that would feel called to partner with this, anyone that would feel called to, to do something about this issue, they would know that God, you're you're for them. You're for them, and you're for these children. Mm-hmm. And that's the fire and the fuel that you filled me with, God. Is that how can I give up when there's still children in slavery? And that has been an motivating force of God. Whatever I have to go through does not compare to what they're going through. Whatever mm-hmm. fight or or inconvenience or whatever that is for a, these children to face one more night and and torture and, and pain and and then just being haunted by darkness god that you would you would motivate us to do something about it and not see it as an inconvenience or an exhausting thought or something that you know is just too big to even even worry about or think about but that you would give us at least a heart or empathy to care god for these children because there's so many of them and that you would uh you would wake that fire in them in this audience that's listening right now god whatever it is God's calling you to do. You have him with you. He is for you. Mm-hmm. And he will make a way. So I just I just pray that blessing in Jesus' name, yeah. covered in the blood. Jesus' name. Amen. Mm. Amen. Okay, Ben. 
This was absolutely fantastic. Um, Dreamfilm.us. Dreamfilm.us. Check it out, you guys. Again, there's a link in the description. Yeah, you have it on the screen too. Dreamfilm.us. Super easy to remember. You can even look it up in a separate tab, I guess. Um, But we also have a link in the description. So when this is over, check out. Also, the nine-minute concept trailer. You call it Torch? Is that what you call it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that is not the actual film. That is a concept. That's what they use to send to potential financiers. Hey, this yeah. is kind of what we're looking at. Um, really well done, you guys. It's it's a nine minutes that's worth your time. Check it out. It's the Vimeo link right there under stuff we talked about. Um, how can people follow you? How can they follow the film? Let people know. Yeah, so we're on Instagram at Dream Movie Official, and uh, TikTok is also Dream. Uh, I believe it's Dream Film Official. And uh, people could, or maybe maybe it is Dream Movie Official. Sorry. And then um, yeah, people could watch the the, the nine minute trailer, uh, Torch as we call it, or they could watch the the video that just went viral. If they only have a little bit of time, about a minute and thirty seconds. That's a uh, kind of more of a concise, to the point, action packed. Uh, video and then um the message on our website dreamfilm.us where they can choose to learn more and to uh you know join the fight with us on this issue yeah and be part of the team come on the dream team the dream team oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) you should make shirts bro yeah yeah Yeah. Um, uh so man thank you so much um you've been super generous with your time really means a lot and and i mean honestly just like thank you for reaching out like uh, it's just yeah um i'm so amen, stoked brother. dude i'm so stoked, stoked. what god's gonna do here amen yeah, yeah absolutely amen, so brother. everybody that's our show have a blessed weekend we're approaching the weekend it's time to party in very <laughs> non-crazy ways uh but tune in on monday we've got ben and jody hughes on we've been trying to get on for a while great great couple very anointed it's gonna be a great time that's at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m Eastern time on monday um, also, ElijahStreams.com slash donate is how you guys donate. All proceeds go to keeping this free. But you get the double whammy. You get in on our amazing water well efforts. We're doing a lot. Moving outside of Uganda even. And that's because of you guys' generosity. So God bless you guys. We love you. Thank we'll you see you again on Monday, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Ben and Joe Hughes. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.